What's up, guys? We are back, and we are at full strength from last year's, uh, you know, whole whole cast, your original OG, if you will, High Street Freaks cast. We are back with DJ Burns. Prodigal son. He returns. (laughs) Feels like Han Solo being back in the cockpit. Yeah, right? (laughs) Famously sober these days. Um, Yeah, yeah, not even... Not I even like Ohio that, sober either. Yeah, not off, even the, the, off the weed. Everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I promise that has not made you less unhinged, though. Weirdly, I think I think there is this like, I don't know, not not concern, but like a oh, you know, like alcohol is part of his brand, whatever. But like, no, you're the same person. You're every bit as unhinged. If anything, you're just like unlocked. So, uh, you oh, know, the it's Irish so much things, like not. Yeah, not to turn it into a sobriety podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was awesome. Like, I, like last night, you know what I mean? I was like conscious, laying in bed, reading all their little forums, reading their tweets. I was like, this is so much better than just being blacked out by the third quarter. <laughs> 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 Waking up, feeling great, being productive. Like, yeah, it, it rocks. Yeah, yeah, you know, all of your takes come with a clear head. No one criticizes you yeah. for getting out. It's like, and no, that, I wanted to that, say that. It is nice to show people like I am that unhinged and it was just nice. Like I was like, I'm going in tonight, like just stream of conscience, just like I'd do it drunk, but I'd also do it sober. And what a night. It's so nice. Just like, I mean, that game was fucking miserable for large stretches, right? Oh my God. Like not large stretches, 99%, 99 99.9% of that game was fucking miserable. My, my roommate's girlfriend is Australian. And uh, she never really watched a college football game. And when I moved in, I was like, "Look, we're getting you some Buckeye gear. We're getting you. We're getting you anointed and in the, in the, getting you baptized in the faith, Buckeyes." And that was her first experience watching a game. And I was like, "I'm so. It's not. It is like this pretty often, but it's not always like this." <laughs> dude, I, I've done that with soccer so many times. Like, try to get my Marian friends into it. Like, dude, you know, it's fun. I'm. It's not your number one sport. Like, you enjoy it. It's gonna be like some zero zero draw, and you're just like, "Fuck." <laughs> Dude, man, that, that game, that game. I have a little, I have a little Cockney pub. Sorry to the soccer thing really quick. There's this little Cockney pub around the corner from my apartment here in New York. And uh, you go there and they all have the most ridiculous fucking accent when they're watching the soccer games. Have you, or do you guys know, this is just complete derailment from the game we're going to talk about, but are you guys familiar with like the Cockney slang scheme, what they do with that? Search Where, Ch- Charlie Hand Cockney accent in green street hooligans it is the funniest fucking thing in the world <laughs> okay well i will do that but like the whole little thing like it doesn't make sense to me Kevin. i don't know if you know about this but like i know nothing about it everything they say is like their slang or shorthand is a rhyme that you're supposed to know means something else like for pick up the phone they say dog and bone or for if you're saying up the stairs they say apple and pears and shit like that and you're all you're just supposed to, like I talked to this cockney girl at a bar one time and was like asking, like after I learned this, like, what the fuck is up with this? Why do you guys do this? She's like, Oh, you know, like you just it makes sense, right? Up the stairs, apple and pears. Like, no, no, no. If you say the phrase apple and pears, I do not my head does not go to think, oh, she means up the stairs. Why would I think that? Who came up with that? What is the fucking logic behind yeah, I this? I guess I guess like hearing this for the first time, my my question is obviously why? Like what <laughs> i think it's something to do with like someone said it was about like criminality and trying to hide shit on the phone from the police but i don't know how true that is you know so that's the stairs the, yeah that's what i mean that's what i mean like what, what, at least get us some cool code like i need some cool code like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh no i don't understand it at all but anyway um we do understand buckeye football yeah and what God. else we understand is, is field.com kevin yeah, yeah. And that is that is our website. I think I I have pissed off a lot of people on TikTok this week. Um, so there's a good chance that there are people that are first time listeners listening to this podcast. Um, I got vague death threats from Notre Dame faithful for uh, talking about Rudy. That's awesome. And and um, Sam Hartman. Uh, you know, there, there's this. They one deserve dude it. Who, yeah, there, there's there's this one dude who was like like careful you're gonna get your I, I hear that you're getting really close to getting uh doxxed i was like doxxed brother i have my full name in my yeah in my face yeah a, <laughs> my face and a link to a website that i write for like what what do you mean doxxed um i i literally posted on a podcast where i'm watching the game tomorrow like i could not be more public and uh but they, they're pretty pissed 
they did not like that I said that Sam Hartman was a fine quarterback and that uh, yeah. Rudy Rudy yeah, was a, only a for legend a fucking thirty two year old. <laughs> and, and, and and that Vegas. Rudy was only a legend at financial fraud. They weren't really fond of that either. But um one of the weirdest man. fan bases. Like, why are they why are they talking shit to Ohio's like that's the one program in the country that has no history in any game in anyone who's currently alive's lifetime to talk shit to us at all. There's nothing they can say. There's L- literally L- nothing. wasn't even alive for the last time Ohio State lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. It's the perfect boomer fan base like oh, yeah. if you're like 58 and divorced and wearing your little windbreaker in western ohio i had to live among these freaks for a while i i could tell you all about them these little divorced dad perverts like if you're over 50 divorced i get it you know what i mean you remember a time when there were four channels on tv and like notre dame was nationally relevant but yeah. I, I think it's the curse of Randy moss like if you're <laughs> if you're under especially if you're like under 40 if you're under 30 if you're college age and you're you're a Notre Dame freak, like get help, brother. Get help. Yeah. Like you, you went the just wrong accept way. what you are. Accept what you are. You yeah. Know? And that's what was beauty of it last night, because I really thought Ryan Day was gonna fumble it. Well, Man. And and I, I guess that's the thing, is like I went back and forth so many times in that game about like like I'm just look at my posts, man. Like it went from I I was ready to like meet Ryan Day on the tarmac or just like wait for him outside the faucet center when he showed up and then it switched off. And to be fair, like I those criticisms I still kind change. of am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the other thing. I I, I like I, I explained it today. It's like, I don't know. I guess my thing is that I genuinely and I think we've talked about this before on the pod. We're gonna talk about the actual game here in a second, but I genuinely like Ryan Day as a person. And I think that he cares very deeply about his players about the program. I believe that he wants to win. And like, I want nothing more than this guy to be successful. And frankly, like, yep. I loved the way that he talked and had that fire after beat after winning this game, whatever. Like, I really liked that. The problem is I also didn't like that same guy calling a end around on fourth and inches with the game on the line. And so like, it's tough to like marry those two things together because like, I, I like this part of him but I don't like what like is actually happening on the field. See, I came out of that. It's funny. We, we get really close to the same conclusion. I also, I badly want him to win. Obviously. Right. I want the black guys to win a fucking title, man. I want to win games. I want to win championships. I want to be Michigan. I want to do all these things. I came out of that game, pitying him a little bit and feeling like the Lou Holtz wrestling promo that he cut after that game was so fake and rehearsed. Like, oh, it was 100% reversed, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the hot mic thing where he was talking to Jerry, uh, Jerry Emig, Ohio State's SID, where Jerry said to him on the hot mic, okay, take a breath, and Ryan Day goes, nah, watch this, and then goes and does that speech to the, to the sideline reporter. Yeah. Like, he had done that in the mirror before the before the fucking game, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, he had it, even yeah. That's him, fine. That's fine. Yeah, but, but even then, like, what I'm saying here is, like, and, so first of all, I should say really quick, me and Patrick just did a whole podcast about the Big Ten East on our premium feed, which you guys can hear on, on Tip in the Field on our podcast. Um, you guys listen to that and the premium episode. Uh, me and Kevin are doing this week uh, for a Q&A on the Buck Guys uh, by subscribing to me at midfield.com. You guys know the deal. Meet at midfield. You know all about it. You're listening to this podcast. You're locked in. You get it. It's our website. We write posts, premium board, the whole deal. But I think Ryan Day is so scared to be himself and just, like, coach the team the way he naturally wants to play football, everything he does is, like, thinking about everyone else's response, both in the media and, like, the tendency thing in the field. Like, he's always thinking playing fucking 4D chess every time he calls a play. He's always scared what Lou Holtz or what fucking Pat McAfee or Kirk Herbstreit are going to say about him, what Bill Landis is going to say about him. What You know, like, he's terrified of the perception of him to the point that it doesn't let him coach football the way he wants to. And he doesn't actually have this genuine internal self-confidence. Like it manifests in him getting angry at an 86-year-old stroke victim on national TV because it all has to be external and responding to a narrative and not coming from like, oh, yeah, we want to play our football and beat them. They played Notre Dame's game the whole time. That was a Notre Dame football game we played into the entire time. And they came out with a win because Marcus Freeman's like the only man in America more terrified to be great than Ryan Day is. But – 
Like we got bailed out. I'm look, I'm happy we won. I'm relieved we won them three one. It's a big win, yada yada. But like Ohio State tried to lose that game pretty hard thanks yeah. to Ryan Day. Not because the players. The players mostly play well. They play, yeah. That was a Ryan Day special. It was the exact porno we've seen before. Yep. Except except Notre Dame just crumbled. And honestly, you know, they're an interception away. They're an interception that, away from ending that game. Yeah. That hit their hands. That hit their and hands then, because Kyle saw ten, it kicks over too late. Yeah. And then as yeah. a former defensive coordinator, having 10 guys on the field, and they could have substituted because Ohio State substituted two, Twice. two plays in a Twice. row. Two plays in a row. Oh, my God, bro. You know, yeah. and but that, that's what I like. And out of a timeout, too, by the way, out of a timeout. The you first know, one was out of a timeout, and the second time they substituted, and so they could have subbed a guy in. So anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> and Lou Holtz, you know what I mean? Like, did he say anything that was particularly egregious about Ryan Day? No. But at the same time, he was right. At the same time, <laughs> old man, that's our punching bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, ask, me, yeah. ask me about Ohio. Ohio is a polluted backwater outpost. I hear some Californian dumping on Ohio. Well, guess what, buddy? We're going outside and we're fighting with knives. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I like, I'll see you in for, for the record, for the record, I, <laughs> I am scared of what Bill Landis would write about me too. So I get that. But secondly, like having, like being petty and having grievances, like it can carry you far. And it, it wasn't just about Lou Holtz popping off at the mouth. I think that was just the lightning rod that finally, like, that was clearly about Michigan and stuff, but he was alluding to that too. And yeah. like, like and Lou guys Holtz, like us also. He's mad at he guys like coming. us. He had yeah. Lou Holtz to some fucking bum who won national title with steroids. You know what I mean? Was the biggest crazy any of them all. And yeah, praise <laughs> Hitler. Like anytime you're, you've got Hitler in the same headline as your own name, you're doing things wrong. He wants to get up there and pop off and like, you know, was were we tough that game? I mean, it was setting up not to be, but Notre Dame sure as hell wasn't tough. They shit. Kyle right McCord was. Way. I'll say Kyle yeah. McCord was. Tom McCord uh, pressed me. I did not. I did not. When he took that, that field, last I did drive. not see us coming back on that last drive. Yeah, he was fucking nails on third and fourth down. It's uh, incredible. He really Some wasn't that good in that made. whole drive. Yeah, like the whole drive overall, <laughs> the whole game. I thought he's pretty pedestrian. But look, like he is the anti CJ Stroud in some ways, right? Like CJ in the first three quarters of a game, you trust to make every throw anywhere in a football field. And he's looking great in the NFL right now. But like when it comes down to like can you go win a game, he like he couldn't do it, right? He just he 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 felt that fear in his heart. He couldn't do it. And Kyle McCord is just like, look, he grew up as a rich mainline Philadelphia kid and never had a problem in his life. And Kyle McCord just like believes he is the greatest man alive in his heart, I think. Like McCord has something in him, like that kind of confidence you only get from being a rich white kid in Philadelphia that like just makes <laughs> he drops you back. <laughs> he drops back in the pocket like a rich kid from Philadelphia, and you just think he's gonna yeah. go for a drone strike and then it fucking yeah. goes sailing 20 yards overhead. Yeah, yeah. But he just like every rep, he just got back up and just felt like I saw like Kate Klubnik had this too. Clemson lost. Like Kate Klubnik was getting hammered for uh for Clemson on Saturday. And that kid just got up after every hit. He's like, well, it's cool. Next rep, whatever. Yeah. Like when you're a rich white kid from a suburbs of a major city, there's just, and you play quarterback and you play it really well. There is just a level of confidence in your, and your human being that like other people can never imagine having. And it's just there's, a different level of like, just like brain function. And to that, like the thing with him is he faced like adversity, adversity, adversity. I can't talk. He faced adversity too. Like it wasn't just like him, like leading this awesome drive. Like he had that, um, when he tried to get rid of the ball and it suddenly became third and 18 with 14 seconds left on the clock. And like, that's, that's a killer. I guess it was third and 19, but that's a, that, that is, yeah. that is a killer. And when I, when that happened, I was like, well, shit, like they don't have timeouts because they had to use it on the runoff. They need to like essentially get it on one play. And he just, you know, stepped back to pass and just no big deal and hit Emeka Buka. Like it, it made it look easy. And he made that whole drive in like several, you know, important throws look very easy and he did not look rattled the moment didn't look too big for him like he just yeah. dropped back and like did it you know i like to be completely honest the last ohio state quarterback that i saw with like that sort of poise with the game on the line was jt barrett against uh penn state back in 2017 yeah. like that was or, that or was i'd like, say justin fields against against uh Clemson and Michigan when he got hurt in those games and came back. Yeah, and yeah, that, that wasn't, he, yeah. I mean, not his fault, but like the game wasn't on the line in that situation. Like the yeah. last time that like a, an Ohio State quarterback has like been in that position and I just saw him like just absurdly confident yeah. and just like carve him up, like 
that's that's what it looked yeah. but i don't know dwayne haskins to austin mac yeah <laughs> yeah right uh, it, that, it reminded yeah, me of too. matt barkley going on that yeah. drive in the shoe you know it's just so impressive in that environment with their fans juice like that thinking they're going to bust on the national oh, scene, yeah. 78 yard curse going down yeah the we're all the way back yeah yeah and then they weren't and and he took their fucking hearts, man. And then he went and stood up on the bench and like stood in their face and celebrated it. Yeah, like it was great. Going, going down to the one, I about had heart failure though. I've I've thought Marv, it was like Marv being splayed out on the ground after that touchdown. Like I was like, oh, here we go, one yard. We're just gonna fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have rather had it been at like the thirteen. And to be fair, there look, there's no almost in football. You either get the yards or you don't. You get the touchdown or you don't. But like the fact that they they were missing a defensive end in the spot we were running to and he still barely got that <laughs> yeah. the game. he I, still barely got across the plane i, I was like say, man thank god it worked i think that's over but you think so because if if you look at the way it was blocked like i i, I think it would have been fine basically the, the tackles were really confused because the guy that was supposed to be in their space just didn't exist and so I, it was it yeah. was just odd and they would have shifted at the end. That guy at the, the edge the, cut his legs. Yeah, yeah. The, the I guess we'll the never free, know. The free man, yeah, right? <laughs> the free man, uh, not, to, not to be confused with Marcus Freeman who blew the game, but the, like the free man, that linebacker who made the play still would have been there. The end probably would have been hand. Like it, it was fine either way. But all that to say, I, I loved after um, the fourth and one when they had that uh, rollout to the boundary that was designed for Cade Stover, which was one of God. the worst fourth down plays I've ever seen. And then obviously the end <laughs> around, I genuinely love with the game on the line that they said, fuck it, put chip in. And, and the, and the funniest part too, is that Notre Dame did load up on that side of the field thinking Ohio state would do yep. it again. A hundred percent. did. That's the funniest <laughs> part is like, I, I was, I was joking about it. Like, the funniest part about the, the shitty play calls, I, I said it on Twitter, was like Notre Dame had no idea what the fuck was coming because like they could do anything. Like they ran two complete yeah. bullshit plays. He, he accidentally Ryan, Ryan, Day, Ryan yes. Day finally went Joker mode. It was it was very funny because like like if if he doesn't run those two bullshit plays on fourth down the beginning of the game, I'm not sure they score as easy on that play. Because Which if you look at funny. if you look at the alignment, they were one hundred percent expecting a rollout to like have you know some sort of option run throw to Mar or Marv or something like yeah. that, and it went completely. It was it they countered it like it was a complete counter, and it was a touchdown. And, and also, by the way, even on that end around play, they ran just enough of the play before the timeout. You could see that play call before the end around was going to be another play action boot to the short side. Yeah, it was. Uh, you saw Kyle go for the handoff and pivot. That was 100 percent what he was going to do. Yeah, uh, really funny. <laughs> yeah, really, really funny. So, um, Day loves the short side. He just fucking loves it. Just dude, fucking loves the short side. All of it. He's fucking. It's so crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I can't okay. believe he's still doing it. Yeah, it, and it's 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 really funny because like it. It like it's one of those things. It's it's perfect for Ryan Day because it like makes sense in like complete schematic sense when you're like talking about equating numbers and stuff like that and having fewer defenders on that side of the field. But it yeah. doesn't make sense unless you it do it every works. time. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you never counter off of it. That I will say um, against Western Kentucky, but it's fucking Western Kentucky. It worked great. They countered off of it. Whatever. But like, God. Uh, I don't know. But also, like, I, I was thinking about after this game, and again, look, it's a win. I'm happy. I get all this, but like, we're not. That's not our podcast. We're not the guys who are going to come here and tell you how great of a legacy when it was. That's not us. Uh, the what I was thinking about. What is their staple play? Like, what are the things they go to when they have to have something? Like, what is the core of the offense that they can use? Like, you know, like the 2018 Dwayne team, right? They would spam mesh until you stopped it. Yeah. Like that Zeke Elliott team would run duo until you fucking stopped it. They would dare you or do or bash, right? They would dare you to stop bash up the middle until you could. Yeah. And no one fucking could. So they won the middle. Like these teams, the great Ohio State teams, or even like the, the Justin Fields teams, right? Just had the kill shots to Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson because they knew no one could cover them. What is the identity of like the Ryan Day offense now, the last like 10 games, 15 games? What is the staple? What do they lean on? <laughs> I, mean, like, you, I don't know. You could you could ask that on both sides of the ball. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, if if JTT doesn't take it personally and fucking save that game. My God. That's yeah. so I want to talk about that. Like some players were impressed by because Jake, like look. Let's let's get current to him. JT, am I? If we're being honest about this, and I think Michigan fans are kind of right about this, the average week he underachieves relative to talent, relative to projection. Like he just yeah. not like week to week, he doesn't do that much. But the guy has an absolute knack for the moment, like just knowing how to make a big play when you need it most. The Penn State yeah. game, he just won that game for Ohio State. This game, he, he blows up an RPO, and the yeah, he and like blows up the. R- PO in the backfield and then like, catches that screenplay. Like Larry Johnson's whole thing for some unknown, just wanting to have individual players do every, like just have individual. Plays. Like there's no cohesive scheme to the defensive line. There's no creating pressure for someone else. It's just, oh, well, you're a five star player. Go make a great play. And credit to him. JT fucking did it. He fucking did it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was real nervous because the drive before when, oh, when, uh, Notre Dame just cooked Ohio State on the uh, line of scrimmage every single play. Two drives in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah. it was it was it was two drives in a row. They were getting anything they wanted on the ground, and um, I mean, whenever it was third and you know three to five, there was no pass rush. Sam Hartman was able to find the easy five yard dink and dunk to the tight end. Like it, he didn't have to be good because Ohio State could get no pass rush. And I get. Like I, I've I heard a lot of people say like, well, dude, they were exhausted. Whose fucking fault is that? Why they played <laughs> every single snap? Did you know that JT and Jack played yeah. every single defensive snap? Like Crazy. that's cool. I'm I'm glad that they you know like that's really cool on them. And I'm not taking away from the individual players. Like that was a great effort. The fact that JT was able to make those plays at the end of the game after playing literally every defensive snap previously is insane. Why were they playing every defensive snap? That's insane, dude. Put in fresh bodies. Like I, yeah. I gotta say, like when I was reading about quiet quitting, you know, this notion of quiet quitting, I was like, you know, this is awesome. You know, stick it to the boss. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of worker power. But then our defensive line coach has been quiet quitting this season, and suddenly <laughs> it's not so funny. <laughs> My God, he just like there's just no cohesion between the front and everything else, right? Like there's no. Like what the defensive line is doing has nothing to do with the rest of the defense. It's just four guys trying to go make a play. Yeah, with nothing else. There's nothing yeah. else happening. And I, if if Ohio State's players weren't so damn good, because like I truly think like I'd, I'd be fascinated the way that Javante uh, John Baptiste played yesterday. I'd be oh, fascinated geez. to see what would happen if you put like Jack Sawyer at Notre Dame. You know, like that sounds yeah. terrible, but it's like like he wasn't good. Like I I don't think that he's like good. He was bad. Yeah. He was making he was making plays. So like he looks that... bigger and stronger too. Strength program difference probably. Yeah, like like uh, I mean it's happened before. You know, it's happened before. Yeah, yeah. Him, him going and immediately being dominant at Notre Dame is like the biggest indictment on Ohio State and Larry Johnson. The fact that he just yep. like good lord. He's still too I guess the good note the... though. How about Tyleek? Tyleek played yeah, great, I thought. He was awesome. He, made he has been. He has been. He made Man, some money. He he and Mike Hall, pretty quiet, I, I thought as well, which is okay. Uh, the problem you and I could have any time on the preview podcast, Ty Hamilton. Uh, Ty played a lot of snaps, and I don't think looked good during many of them. He was not really winning his blocks. He was kind of getting run at a lot. I don't think that guy fought through gaps. I don't think he was taking blockers on very well. Like the difference when, when Ty Leak and Mike were in the game versus when Ty was in there was so noticeable to me. Um, man, Ty Leak's a special player. Like it's everything we said, by the way. That kid played what had to be 40 plus snaps in that game. And they were bitching about his conditioning his whole career. Just let him fucking play. Like, yeah. I understand he has bad practice habits. You know, Austin Ward reported that he bitches during every practice, complains about everything. Good. That, maybe, maybe he's an asshole. Like, but the guy wants to go be on the field and play, and he fucking shows up when you get him a chance to do it. I don't care if he's the most annoying. Percy Harvin was a bad guy too in practice. I don't care if someone has bad practice habits if they actually perform on Saturdays, and he always does. Like, when's the last time we could show use up some assholes? Exactly. Like Maurice Claret said it on Twitter, right? You need some guys, a couple screws loose. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I've never really advocated a cheap shot, but like, if somebody cheap shot at that white tight end last night, you know, I wouldn't have really been crying too much about it. 
Oh, Florida they, State did it, right? Did you guys watch that opening season game yeah. against Florida State and LSU? Yeah, yeah. Like Florida State clearly, in my opinion, they had like three late hits for necessary reference penalties. I'm pretty sure in that locker room they said, look, we're going to set the tone on these guys. Let them know we're fucking here. Let them know we're tough or more physical, hit harder. If you got to hit some out of balance to do it, so be it. Like yeah. Colorado State did it to Colorado, and they fucking yeah. folded like a cheap thing. Having us with Marvin uh, against Georgia. Sure. Yeah. Like, if you're willing to – like. Thank Look, God he didn't a, come back last night. Thank yeah. God he at least got back. Yeah. On the oh table. my God. Yeah. yeah. But football's a simple game, dude. If you were stronger and meaner than somebody, and you punish them for four quarters, ninety-five percent of the time you're going to win that game. Like yeah. if you just make someone want to quit, you're going to win the football game. I think. I think my thing with that, with just like being tougher and being like with what Ryan Day talked talked about, like his obsession. Yeah. 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 Well. Well. The thing. The thing is, like, we're hating on him, but like at the same time. You know, I've wanted him to come out and just like be pissed off that people are criticizing his team for forever, you know, like show something like I can't come out here and like criticize the team for their toughness and, you know, get mad when the coach is mad about it, I guess. Like, I don't know. I I, 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 I know for sure. But I guess my thing is his translation of toughness is running on third and short. Like the only way he thinks about it is like being able to go like pound the rock up the middle and get one yard. Like that's his only definition of toughness. His only rubric for creating it. Right. It's never yeah. like, does your defense fucking smack a life out of somebody? Yeah. Like, and it, it doesn't. And, and I think, I think that was also, um, I, I will, I will say we're going to talk more scheme right now. I think I heading into this game, I wrote a whole thing about it. Um, Saturday morning before we headed into the game, I was kind of terrified. Really good by the way. Yeah. about how Ohio State was going to handle this Notre Dame rushing attack. Because for as good as Ohio State has been defensively, even against the run, they actually rank top 15 against the run. Um, they have not been good at stuffing the run. They rank in the bottom like five, five percentile, maybe fourth percentile. In, yeah, uh, game on stuffing. paper had them had them in the, uh, in the first percentile uh, for and, this and, game. Yeah, and they yeah. have been they have been in the bottom five percentile in run stuff rate literally every game this season. And so my concern was that this is not a defensive line that is meeting the ball carrier at the line of scrimmage or making plays in the backfield. It is not an aggressive defensive line. It's not an aggressive team. It's a team that keeps everything in front of them and makes a play. I hesitate to say it's not aggressive. It's not an attacking team. Well, what I, I, I no, I think I agree with what you're saying. I, I think to me though, my read on it is like it's actually more of a linebacker issue than a D line issue. Because yeah. I think like when Ty Leaks in the game or like when like Jack, pretty much as I criticize him, is a pretty good run defender. He's kind of Zach Harrison 2.0 to me. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys held their blocks like Ty Hamilton struggled with that for sure. And some of the other backups like you know probably can't do it very well as we've seen. But I think the problem is the linebackers are getting asked to read too many keys and like their run pass conflicts we highlighted before the game. And like you don't really see Steele or Tommy downhill very often firing to that A gap downhill, yeah. right? Like they're not meeting ball carriers there. They're meeting them like, or, or even like if a guy like Ty Hamilton doesn't take on two blockers, they're getting hit by a guard. And then all of a sudden, Josh Proctor has to hit him seven yards downfield. Which was the most frustrating part about estimate is like yeah, and and, two, and the, Notre Dame was flying was getting to the second level. They had really good O line. I get that, but they were getting the second level really often with their guards. And yeah. thank God they got away from the run late too, because oh uh, Jim God. Harbaugh ain't make, Jim Jim Harbaugh ain't making that mistake. Yeah, yeah. I I I, th- I think that that's the whole thing for me is that I was terrified of pretty much exactly what happened. Notre Dame running the ball in the second half. Um, getting four or five yards of carry, never really breaking anything big, but just like churning and churning and having these long drives. Ohio State not getting the ball and Notre Dame doing whatever it wanted. And that's pretty much how the second half went. And I was pretty upset that Ohio State never adjusted. You know, to me, mm-hmm. that was a schematic problem. And I highlighted the problem before the game. And I felt that they needed to do something to be aggressive against this Notre Dame. Bring Bring a run blitz, you know. Um, fire those backers at the A gap, you know, do something to disrupt Notre Dame's run game. And they never did it the entire game. And so that was super do you, frustrating. Do you think it was a personnel problem too? Sorry to interrupt you, but do you think it was personnel as well? Because I, I I kept being baffled. They were bringing Cody Simon on for Sonny Styles, 
who's less dynamic in the run defense and the pass yeah. defense, who doesn't do anything as well. They never saw Mitchell Melton, whose jack looks really help against run defense too. Yep. Like yep. I, it was it was weird because like that was the other thing is my whole thing with Sonny Styles is that hypothetically when he's on the field you have a third linebacker without having a third linebacker. That's the run defense look. That's yeah, 100%. Like that's why like yeah, you and you so, don't, so you don't now, need to sub a sub a linebacker. So now they're four weeks. We take him off for obvious passing downs for a nickel corner and we all stick him off the field now for heavy run looks whenever so we just like what? what a third linebacker. So what's his role? He's just like yeah. a first and 10 player. Like I don't understand that. Like the whole reason he's special at that position and why he works and why you play him is because you don't have to take him off the field for that look. That's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the it, whole it, fucking thing. That's why I, I don't understand it. What what's the purpose of that position of that player if you don't do that? Right. And so like I, I guess my thing was that it didn't have Getting to be worked up. We we, we <laughs> they, they need to open the whack up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim Knowles. Get yeah. some real questions in there. Yeah, I, I'm I, just, sorry, I, wonder, I wonder who's making the calls. Because we, we talked about that last week. Like I um in the, in the premium pod about my my take rewatching the Michigan game from last year is that the way Ohio State loaded the box and stopped the run against Michigan fucking worked in the way that Michigan was not was trying to have success over the top that wasn't sustainable and so like yeah. i i think Jim Knowles is smart enough to look at that and be like no like the scheme is fine and I would have been very happy if he did the exact same thing against Notre Dame because Sam Hartman wasn't going to Sam Hartman and those receivers weren't beating Ohio State over the top. Oh they just wasn't. They were talking. Happen. They were talking about him like he was a mystical shaman. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like he's calm on the is. It's like he's fucking forty-five. Like he should like. It's also exactly what we saw. We talked about after the Navy game. Like some of those throws, like he could not push the ball past the hashes. No, he could not. They were getting. Exactly. Again, exactly what we said in the preview. And I've been really good about our preview, by the way. That like Notre Dame played the exact game they wanted to exactly. still lost, like we talked about. Yep. But like exactly like we said too, he is great in the middle of the field. Like our he was eating our linebackers alive and 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 pass pro or pass coverage. Um, did very well attacking out with the running backs, tight ends in the middle of the field. But he couldn't push the ball outside of the hashes. Like they could not yep. take us outside. And- we would have been much better served by just daring them to beat us outside and see what would happen. Hundred percent, and more than that, I don't think that passing offense would have worked at all if they didn't have the run to set it up. If, yeah. if Ohio State, if Ohio State I, takes away the run, there's not a shot in hell that they're like just going to sit back under pressure. Yeah, those linebackers were frozen. Yeah, yeah, and so and so, I I was just bothered that Ohio State for for I they made some personnel subs but for the most part they just kind of sat in base and just kind of let Notre Dame do what they wanted to do. Um yeah. I don't know. And I I I will say the positive spin on that is that Notre Dame played its game and Ohio State was still able to beat Notre Dame while playing Notre Dame's game. I don't love that they let Notre Dame dictate the way the game was played, but I do kind of love that Notre Dame played a perfect game and Ohio State still said fuck you. We're going to win, yeah. even while leaving points on the field, too, by the way. Right. And for, for 56 minutes, they played Notre Dame football. And, yeah. like, Notre Dame had it spread on the field. And then, as DJ said, that screen pass, they, they went to the, the screen pass. And to be fair, I'll say this. If JT doesn't yep. tip that, that's going for it's 30, 40 yards. It yeah. Could, yeah. It, it's blocked perfectly. He had a caravan. Yep. But just, I, I, <laughs> thank well. God. If my dick was longer than three inches, I'd be doing porno. But yeah. it, ain't, so. <laughs> like, it was just frustrating, man, because like at no point in that game, and I, I'm granted, I'm a little biased against Notre Dame. I'm, I'm anti-Catholic, I guess you could say. And hey. like, at no point, at no point, <laughs> at no point, where I was, I watching this team going. This is this is a national title contender material. Like, no, at no I, point did I think that. I don't. I don't. I think I came away thinking Notre Dame was a solid top twenty football team in the country. Yeah. Who probably goes eight and four, nine and three. Yeah. But I don't think Have that's fun a the team. Pinstripe bowl. Yeah, I don't think that's a team that. And it's just what I talked about, right? Like Ryan Day responded to that Lou Holtz thing by trying to play the brand. Like he just got baited into it, like he did against fucking Jim Harbaugh. Like he thinks they have to play someone else's brand of football. He doesn't want to be Ryan Day. He wants to be Urban Meyer, or Jim Tressel. He doesn't want to be yeah. himself. He wants to be someone else. 
and have a, the quote unquote Ohio State brand of football when when the silver bullet way and all that horse shit. So if you are good at fucking attacking the ball downfield and being that team, then fucking exactly. do that. Just be that guy, dude. Is okay, what exactly so, does rip? We're gonna let it rip me to him. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's so I get I to that exact point. It's hilarious to me how good the offense looked when Ohio State just dropped back and let its receivers make a play downfield and let Kyle McCord sling it. Like, Notre Dame knew that Ohio State was throwing on every down, and they couldn't do a damn thing about it most of the time. Like, they, to be fair, like, it did get to fourth down, whatever, but, like, Notre Dame was in essentially, like, a prevent defense and couldn't do anything against Ohio State's three receivers. Like, I... I don't know. It's 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 just very and that, frustrating. And that's it, by the way. Like that's if you're Ohio State and you throw the ball four times in ten yards, you're gonna get it. Like yeah. you get four chances to get that, you're fucking getting it, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. You saw it, and it wasn't even hard to get the the play to Julian Fleming. Like it was there. Like it was just it, it was there. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, if he doesn't go down with that one arm tackle, which I, I mean, look, credit to him, great play. I'm yeah. glad we got the first. He was down. just getting the first. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's way more. I know if DJ Burns out there, that tackle was getting broken. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but he had he had room to run after that too. I thought, but yeah, um, yeah, man. Look, they did it right. They fucking did it. They got the win. Ameka, very very clutch. He had uh he had nine touches and six of them were for first downs, um, or seven maybe. It was like mm-hmm. he like every play he was converting something. Obviously a huge catch case on the one yard line to drop a touchdown. That's fair. Um, gotta have that back. Yeah, there were some like inconsistencies in the passing game. Obviously, I think McCord, you know, that sucks on the on the missed touchdown. He also had that first down strike to Mecca, called back with that phantom penalty on Josh Fire. It was absolute horseshit. It's called playing yeah. football. Uh, soft ass call. Uh, also he also have... did underthrow like four or five balls on the sideline. That like one of them got bailed out on DPI, and a couple others were not great balls. Right, not great throws. Uh, he also overthrew the t- would be the touchdown to Marv. Um he and Marv like a step and a half and missed them for a touchdown. Um just couple ball like again hugely impressed by Kyle gutting that win out and getting that fourth quarter drive. But also some room to improve for him on just accuracy. He's not CJ, right? In a lot of yep. ways. In a positive way and a negative way he's not CJ. Yep. He's a different quarterback and it's fine. I think it's just man, if we lose that game, you're looking at a four loss team. And a win in that in that scenario, I mean, was it perfect? But you go into a top ten yep. team, haven't I? And I will say, I thought there were going to be a lot more Ohio State fans there, and I'm, I can't really talk too much shit about that because I was watching the game at home on my television. <laughs> but to go into that environment, and get that win, I mean, sometimes wins can just you know we saw it with Michigan in this series. They get one win, they got two, and now you know we're kind of dreading this trip up to Ann Arbor. Yeah. A lot, of, year. a lot of lacking and issues, not a lot of excitement in the fan base. You know, I mean, yeah. to get that win, I mean, and that's why I like this out-of-conference schedule. I mean, technically, we should have done something like Michigan does, play play these cupcakes, because the conference committee doesn't, they don't punish it. You know what I mean? But I'm glad we got that, because I think, like, now we go from a four-win team, or four-loss team, to, I man, I'll put against anybody, even Michigan, you know, am I going to like bet on Ohio State against Michigan? No, but like I feel a lot better having pulled that out, even though there was no reason why Notre Dame should have lost that game. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's the thing is just like looking around at the rest of the country. There's no like clear cut, like top four teams in the country or whatever. And so just looking around at everyone else kind of lay egg after egg every weekend. I'm more than happy for Ohio State to just survive in advance against a top 10 team on the road and still be undefeated yeah. and like that's fine with me you know like i, florida I don't, state just did it too florida state just played a bad game against clemson and still bought a win right like it's yeah. it's the same game yeah there's yeah. a lot of football to play you know that's that's Injury, the thing like know. if 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 ohio state that that game makes ohio state better it it makes ohio state better and they won it so i am yes if, fine oh, let me that. say let me say yes if if ryan day doesn't internalize that is that's the way they should win football games yeah. If they just take that as, hey, we found a way to win a game, we won, that's great. Still go play your football. If he now thinks that's their brand of football, we have a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have. Could you imagine what his post game conference is going to be like if they beat Michigan? He might cry. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I want to see it. But with, 
along those same lines, though, like I I had this thought today when the defense came out and shut down Notre Dame after that fourth down uh, debacle, the end around that didn't go anywhere. Um, I, you know, watching that defense and the way that they performed in kind of that big moment, last year's defense folds in that situation, right? Because that's essentially yeah. what we saw. Yeah. That's essentially what we saw against Michigan last year was like, all right, the, the defense has to make a stop here. It, it actually happened the year before that too. The defense yeah, has to make a stop here and get and yeah. get the offense, the ball back. And the defense made a stop and got the offense, the ball back and they won the game. You know, like yep. it's it sucks that they couldn't make the first play and they couldn't get the fourth and inches, but the defense made a play and got the ball back. And I'm not sure that yeah. happens the past two years. That's a huge confidence moment for sure. Um, it absolutely is. That's just like a that's again like Kyle's winning drive, right? When you do something like that, when you're put into a test and you pass it, that adds a level of confidence in your ability that I think they've lacked in recent years. Um, it is great for that. It's 100 percent great for that. Yeah, uh, especially like for JT, like I, I think for JT for Tyreek, showing up making those plays that's huge. Um, yeah, yeah really really happy to too. see that. Yeah, he played well. He played well. Um, Denzel Burke was locked down. Denzel Burke was fantastic. Yep. Um, they barely threw at him. He was just, I mean, like white on rice. Um, I do want to see, I, I thought Iggy had a tough day. Uh, Iggy Nosen had kind of a tough yeah. night. He got in the fucking, uh, blender on that Rico Flores touchdown. Uh, that <laughs> he was just bad. Fell. Yeah. Also, by the way, I was a little pissed off at Josh Proctor. Did you see the clip of that play where like Flores gets by Iggy, catches that touchdown and Proctor does like the CJ Stroud shoulder drop. And then goes and looks and like looks pissed off at Iggy. I get being frustrated, but also like, hey brother, you're a sixth-year player. One, you're supposed to be a leader of the team. Two, how many fucking huge mistakes have you made in your career? Have a little self-awareness. And instead of like, I, I, I'm 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 overreacting to the body language. Maybe I'm being the body language doctor here. But like, don't go point your finger at someone else. The defense, given what your career has looked like. And two, it's a competitive football game. That's your teammate go have a little like support and not be such a whiny little baby about it. Yeah. I mean, most people in their six years are becoming doctors. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed <laughs> or, to be a 2L, brother. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were a 2L in law school at this I, point. Did Josh, you see that so, clip yeah. of Devin Brown talking about being a uh, supportive teammate? That was great. Yeah. After the touchdown, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I like I'm, forgive, I'm forgiving the bolo tie now. He, he's off the hook <laughs> for the bolo tie. I like the culture of these guys. And again, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, let's be honest. I'm a CJ Stroud hater. I don't like CJ Stroud, right? I just do not like the guy. I thought he pissed me off at Ohio State. He annoyed the hell out of me as a, as a leader and a player on the team. Just having energy around the quarterback room that's like excited to compete and not scared of the moment and like supportive of their teammates and not just fucking whining feels so good. It feels yeah. such like he's not as good. Like Kyle is clearly not as good as CJ. That's okay. Like it has a different energy to the football team because of him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I never really I, saw CJ Stroud on Instagram live talking shit. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, do you guys see? You guys see those clips? The yeah. CJ Hicks uh, walking your trap, take over your trap. Uh, he, it was good to see CJ Hicks in a good mood too. Yeah, because God knows I'd be pissed off if I were him, and I was sitting on the bench for Cody Simon's bum ass. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But, it's I, I, I'm, I'm very happy. I think. There was a lot to bitch about. We can bitch about Ryan Day's play calling on fourth and short or the game situations. But like at the end of the day, I think there is more to be happy about than there is to complain about. They found a way to win. Um, I think there were several things that went wrong that, I mean, we talked about it on the preview pod. Ohio State leaving points on the board was going to be a big problem if they couldn't score in the red zone, if they couldn't convert in short yarded situations. But mm -hmm. I mean, they won the game. They found a way to win the game. And you're talking about confidence moving forward. If there's a situation where there's, you know, a minute on the clock and a quarterback has to go 75 yards to get a score, I have all the faith in the world that Kyle McCord can do it now because he's done it. You know, that re yep. those receivers yeah. have done it. Um, I'll feel a lot more confident in Michigan. And honestly, like, even if it comes down to it, you have a fourth down or a, a one, you need one yard with the game on the line. They did that too. Maybe there were 10 men on the field, but it gives you the confidence that, um, you know, you can do it. And another thing that we're, we, we can talk about too, 
I think that the fact that they were willing to put Chip in that situation tells you what you need to know about where they see him in this running back room. Because I think there were conversations heading into the year, and they even subbed him out for Mayan in the short yardage situation earlier in the game. Maybe if they don't do that, Chip just gets the touchdown in the first place, and it's a you know blowout game to to start, and they never even have to do that in the end. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Just the fa- the fact that the fact that Chip was the one who was in the backfield when they needed one yard tells me everything I need to know about where they see him in the running back room. Yeah, it's his original Heisman voter. People forget that. <laughs> It was, the also, it was a linebacker, but I just believed in his character. Yeah. I think the guy who has two nicknames, being Chip and Herc, is kind of cool. You got to get two different cool. nicknames. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also is way better in pass pro. 100%. I know folks talk about like Trey Henderson as the, as the, pass, as the passing down running back because they think he's fast. One, he still can't make anyone miss in space. Two, he can't pass block. And, and Chip can yeah, he's the reason. Uh, that little Ryan Day razzle dazzle putting Chip back there, and maybe like hinting to them that it's going to be a pass. I mean, Might he can be. run too. He can run too. Though. Yeah, yeah. I like Chip a lot. Um, I guess I came out of this game most impressed. I think overall, the player I was the single, even though he dropped that touchdown. I think Emeka was probably the best player of the game for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kyle had that huge drive. Um, Chip played well. Matt Jones, our best lineman by a mile. Yeah. Uh, in the game, pretty much every other lineman had a critical mistake. Like Carson Hinsman was really bad. Donovan Jackson was bad. Simmons was good in pass pro, bad in run blocking, as always. Um, he also had a couple of dumb penalties. Uh, Josh Fryer had that big penalty, even though I don't agree with it being called. Uh, Matt Jones was the best lineman who made no mistakes, just did his job. I, Matt, I was happy with Matt Jones. Yeah. Um, I don't think he allowed any pressures. He just good, good day from him. Um, Trey played well. I mean, give him credit. Like I think he still had some Trey moments. The touchdown was massive. I, yeah, um, I mean, honestly, like, negated. That was some brown shit. <laughs> Going yeah. crazy and then like Mars down. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I also, I, that was my exact feeling. I was like, all right, look, Marv's hurt. We just got a big score. Trey gave us like the. You know, he's good for like something like that once a game. Like it's all in the O line. The O line just creates space for him. He just runs fast in a line, mm-hmm. but he did it. And it's like, all right, let's just get a stop here. We can fucking put this away. And of course, didn't. didn't get it. Yeah. 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 But well, it's, I mean, they got really, you know, I'm not trying to be negative. They got what they needed it. Marv's fine. Yeah. Everything's all right. We won the game. Well, it, just, <laughs> but, it, just, it just goes like when we're talking about, I think it, at this point, it's kind of like just a running back duo between Trey and Chip, it looks like. Um, I'm sure Mayan could come in and, you know, but it looks like those are the two guys. And like, as much as I love Chip, he's not scoring on that touchdown. Like it, it, It's just not happening. No, no, you're um, right. You're right. But Trey, Trey he's also probably ex- getting a couple more short yardage gains than, than Trey did when he was asked to. 100%, 100%. But they're both just yeah. different backs. And when you need a home run, Trey can give it to you sometimes. And um, I, I appreciated that. And there was, I mean, we've, we've talked shit saying he is not produced in big games and he has only has those big runs against you know bad opponents and he went on the road against easily the best run defense they've played so far and the offensive line did the work for him i but he was still explosive he still broke a tackle in open field um and turned it into a touchdown and you know that's that's he did average 3.3 yards of carry he's had 13 touches but yeah he still he did he look he made the play he that was the the one is the difference in the game Yep. Yeah, which which again, very happy with. I'm not trying to nitpick. You're happy to have it, right? Yep. That's what he's there for. Um, Doesn't matter if he goes three yeah. for three if he has the seventy yard touchdown run. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. Overall, I mean, I th- again, I think Tyleek played well. JT played well. Burke played well. Um, I thought Proctor was pretty solid. I had a couple a couple you know Proctor moments, but overall pretty solid. Um, happy with Jack. Yeah, Ty Hamilton was really bad. Both line, all three linebackers were really bad. Simon, Steele, Tommy. Uh, Iggy had a tough night. Um, Sonny should have played twice as many snaps as he did. Uh, but he he had a nice he had a nice uh, run stop early on in the game. Came yeah. around the edge and hit someone. He he I, again I don't understand what happened there. That needs to be asked in the press conferences for sure. Um, Emeka played really well. Fleming played really well. Cade, I thought he still can't block on the edge, but you know, we know who he is. Um, it's honestly at this passes. point, it's not even, 
he got his passes. It's not even his fault at a certain point. It's the coaches for continuing to ask him to do something he clearly yeah, can't yeah. do and really doesn't want to do. Um, O-line were mostly bad, but Matt Jones was good. Um, yeah, man. I mean, overall, it's a big win. It's a big win. And just the porno, the agony porno has just been so... I mean, we put psychic damage on that program. Oh, my God. They're like they're, they're saying it's worse than the Bush push. And that's really oh, yeah, what I they're, wanted. They're that's hurt. what I was calling for us to run there at the end of the old Bush push, yeah. which would have been hilarious. Dude, but, they were breaking out the the MS Paint breakdowns. That's how you know it's bad when they have the when they have the Microsoft Paint breakdowns coming out to show you that Shift didn't actually get it. That's how you know they're hurt. Were, were that's, really a, that's a that thought, twenty. There really people oh, who dude, they didn't. Were, yeah, and the lines weren't even straight. They were like, "Look at this," and like the lines. Yeah, crooked. they were putting like a downward <laughs> slanting arrow, like crooked to say Shift didn't get it or whatever. Oh uh, man, or posting See, like, it. Yeah. Like, like that, that's the, like the Michigan one, at least like you could argue one way or the other. It's insane. That one's Look still that. so good, dude. We'll, we'll have that one for it. No matter what happens, Ryan and it's Ryan. Oh. The, that, that it's so like, funny. I will watch highlights of that game probably three, four times a year the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be nice. It's like I said last night, it's going to be not like that game was miserable. You know, I'm by myself just tweeting unhinged thoughts like, you know, talking about how my uh, my wife is wise for not caring about sports. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? But in like twenty years, I'm gonna have nothing but good memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's and hopefully it's we true. don't schedule Notre Dame for twenty years. You want to play us? Come join the Big Ten. Yeah, or the playoffs. Yeah, a good job. Playoff. Or make yeah, or make yeah. the playoffs. You fucking bumps. Looking <laughs> yeah. like Gumby. <laughs> I, I I will say like we we've talked about it too. The the. This was the funniest possible outcome for the most possible Notre Dame misery. You know, like it, mm. it might not be the best mm. part, the best thing for us that like we didn't play, like we didn't assert, we didn't, you know, dominate the game and play the game that Ohio State should have played it. But the fact that like it played into Notre Dame's hands and Ohio State still won in the most brutal fashion possible at the end. Ugh. Like this is they were right maximum there, disgust. Like they were yeah. right there. Even 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 down to like the ten guys on the field thing, like they're going to be thinking about this game for decades, like legitimately, because I I know how that goes. Like sometimes there's just I still think about like Terrell Pryor fumbling against Penn State that one game, like I, oh, th- yeah. things, I things like that still it, haunt me. It makes me think of like forever. That linebacker who dropped the pat that interception. Oh my god. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna remember that when his life flashes before his eyes when he croaks. I'll tell you that it, much. It makes me think a little bit. It's not quite the same, but that 2012 Michigan game, which like ultimately to us was relatively inconsequential. But we kept we kept the undefeated season. But like when Tyvis Powell, you know, makes that pick the on the 2013 yeah. attempt, 2013, yeah. yeah sorry, uh, yeah, like that was just like, oh man, like they really thought they had it. it. Right they there. thought they fucking had us beat. It was right there for them, and just to take it. That is the beauty of football, man. It's just such a fucking violent, emotional sport where you really can just take someone's hopes and dreams and bully them in a fucking it's football so field and just put their dick in the dirt and win and take all their joy from them. It's the, it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing like it in sports. Like I know like a, you know, a buzzer beater in basketball is cool. Walk off home run. That's all sick. But to do it while pushing someone down into the fucking ground and making them physically feel human. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And like, there's, there's something about like I love feeling good about my team, but there's something about just knowing that you're making somebody else feel shitty that like is oh, so yeah. much better. Like I, it's I like the Steelers and the Browns, man. Uh, sorry, DJ, but like oh no, it is absolutely <laughs> like I know what it's like. It's perfectly comparable. To get up and just yeah. that long walk back to your car, everybody's just fucking like zombies. <laughs> you know, you've you got oh. got to get out of the traffic in South Bend, tiny little South Bend. They probably had a uh, you know two hour commute to the two hours wait to get to the highway. Indiana, <laughs> half of them are fucking drunk. Like, and then the Ohio State fans get to go. You can't even go to the bars because all the Ohio State fans are going to be there drinking, yep. putting, hanging out, Snoopy on the iTunes or on the Touch Tunes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> The, the freaking me loved there's this video that was circulating around that was like from like the third row of the Notre Dame like 50 yard line oh, where like yeah. all the Notre Dame fans yep. were sitting and like yep. you it was like they were recording it thinking it was going to be like a big like stop like fourth down stop but obviously they kept recording and it was like just 
the most satisfyingly sad thing I've ever seen because you can just hear on the other side of the field all the Ohio State fans celebrating and yeah like the, the Buckeyes going crazy but then they just like kind of panned around oh, like the, all the surrender Cobras and man and all the Notre Dame players too just not yes, moving just, just standing there motion. oh yeah. god you nobody, nobody threw their Notre helmet Dame down fan sitting next to the band like it goes down and then oh, did, like hang on did you see that clip did you see that clip there, there was yeah. a there was an Ohio State band member who like recorded a selfie video, or they they had it turned around. The Notre Dame fans at first uh, of like as the play hits, and then he has his own face go when he starts playing. He starts playing the fight song. <laughs> I love that. I oh, love it's that. like he does shitty and grin his face while he's playing. Too. It's so beautiful, dude. Yeah, I, like, man. It is nice to know like we're the good guys. in this era <laughs> in this era of Ryan Day football where he's taking the joy of owning Michigan from us. It's so nice to still have Notre Dame as the punching bag. Oh. Like just to know they'll they'll never do it. They it's the ultimate comeback. Is, it's the but, ultimate comeback. Dude, I, yeah. I your I, granddaddy I'm, don't even remember an Ohio State win. <laughs> yeah. We haven't they haven't beaten us since before but since before Woody Hayes killed Hitler. When Woody Hayes killed Hitler, Notre Dame was done. That was it. That was the yeah. end of it for them. Yeah. That was a sad day for the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh man oh man but i and, and you're saying that about michigan the way i felt about this game man if ryan day can find a way to put michigan in a casket in november i'm never shutting up like i i, I never will okay it i won't it, it God, would be... especially because like i said you guys would hear the premium power me and me and patrick were talking about it on on uh in the field but like Michigan's offense is pretty disjointed right now, too. Like they're they don't look. No, I'm just saying they. they fine. Yeah, they think it's fine. That, that's what I was gonna say. That's they the give part. me the same vibes as Ohio State fans had in 2015, where you have like the best team you just ever yeah. had a generation dominated last season. Like, of course, Michigan's sights were aimed lower. Like they didn't really expect to win a title last year. Oh, they expect. But, like they had their now. best. But that's the thing. And then they come out all this continuity. Oh, we're gonna be so much better. We have you know Jim Harbaugh's. They have twenty NFL players in the roster. They're gonna be so fucking great. Everything's gonna click. And then like all of a sudden he comes out. You kind of sleepwalk through a little bit. You don't really dominate. You beat teams. You're never really in danger of losing. But you're just kind of sleepwalking. You're just kind of right, hanging out. You're not really. And they're playing bubs. They're not dominating. And they're not really doing anything. And they're kind of just like, oh, it looks a little off, right? It's not really what it's yeah. supposed to be. And you think, but it's going to get fixed. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And like Ohio State that season, Ohio State didn't play anybody before Michigan State. Easy, easy schedule. And then all of a sudden, you get to November because Michigan doesn't play anybody until Penn State on November 11th. Uh, all of a sudden, you get to play a good football team, and they're on the road in that game. And you can't just flip the switch because you didn't do it all year. You didn't dominate all year. You didn't execute your shit. You didn't look that great. And all of a sudden, you can't flip the switch. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I'm just I'm monitoring the vibes in Ann Arbor because I'm starting to get 2015 Ohio State vibes from Ann Arbor. I, I want JJ McCarthy bad. I'm just I'm oh, praying man. I'm praying that Penn State doesn't do it first to either one of them. I need Penn State to lose to Ohio State and Michigan this year. I, I just need it. I like, think I think Penn State has the best defense in the country. That's very that's very why, sad. It's why the hell scary. did they do the whiteout against Iowa if they've got Michigan coming to town? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe two. I don't know. Is the wideout get canceled? I think it's I think it's a big noon game for for Penn State, Michigan. Maybe I'm gonna double check. Oh yeah, that. that's what it is. That's what uh, it is. They like they like to do the wideout at night, and that's uh, gonna yeah. be a noon game. So to be that's fair, that sick. is a pretty. I mean, you gotta give it to him. It's sick. It is. Oh yeah, it's sick. I I just I they didn't do it at Ohio State last year too because um the same reason because Ohio State wasn't a night game. It was big noon. So it's yeah. stupid. It's stupid that TV dictates when you can do the cool things yeah modern college football we um we better we get the bye week coming up but uh and what little tune-up game uh after that you got you got maryland for a little maryland's a good football team but they're they should not threaten ohio state uh you got maryland and purdue before you got the new lions coming to town that is uh that's a big fucking football game that is another game where like here's what i'll say I know. Look, James Franklin is the exact kind of guy to blink harder than Ryan Day and be even more scared to be great than Ryan Day is, and find a way to lose that game. But uh, if Ohio State plays the brand of football they just played against Notre Dame, they will lose to Penn State. They have to play their game. They have to yeah. play their game because Penn State also has no receivers. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I never celebrate a win, but I'm just saying, 
you remember who you are. You remember who you are and play your brand of football, not with this bullshit they've done all season. Yep. Pumpkin James Franklin. At least we know what he'll turn into in the fourth quarter. Yeah. We can always count on that. Um, you know what else before we go? What else we're celebrating and we forgot to celebrate? Fuck. Uh, it's home field apparel. Uh, <laughs> DJ is wearing a home field shirt right now. Uh, I can see it on his yes, chest. Yes, sir. Uh, I got the home field crew neck on. Yeah, uh, Kevin's fully nude. Um, usual, but we yeah. are <laughs> we're we're big home field guys. Um, I will say, I love home field. Love the shirts. I did have to swap out the home field for a jersey at halftime. I had to get the juju going right. Uh, I've then put it back on. Had a great night at the bars. Actually, I, I went to this uh, bar in my neighborhood called Barfly, and there were some other Ohio State fans there. And there was a guy wearing a home field shirt. So they recognized the gear. We talked about it. He actually played in the soccer team with my buddies. Nice little bonding moment there brought to us by home field. Uh, but if you want to go buy some home field gear and have bonding moments of your own, if you can't make friends or you're all cool and you want to be cool and make friends, uh, you should buy home field apparel and use the code meet at midfield 15% off. Um, and that's and the end yeah, of our podcast. That's the, <laughs> that's the podcast. That's the podcast. <laughs> DJ, you're the honorary guest. Do you want to sign us out as only you know how? Go Bucks. Michigan sucks. And help is on the way. Beautiful.